Welcome builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. We would love to welcome you to this episode of the Build Your Success Podcast. Here at the Build Your Success Podcast, we like to build you so you can build others. We do that through our coaching, training, and speaking events, but we also do that through our special guests. I'm delighted today to have Michelle Thompson on the podcast. Let me tell you a little bit about Michelle. Michelle had a life-altering stroke, and she learned automation outsourcing that saved her sanity. She did this at the age of 36, had the stroke at the age of 36, and she had to start all over again. She was a successful MBA in finance, and she had to reduce down to a second grade IQ level overnight because of this stroke. Since her stroke, she's had to learn how to automate and outsource as much as humanly possible. It touches everything she does. And now she's on a mission to help people free up time and all the unnecessary tasks they do. And she helps them get their freedom back. I'm very interested in that. So I'm glad to have Michelle on the podcast today. Welcome to our podcast, Michelle. Thanks for having me, Brian. Appreciate it. That's great. You know, they say necessity is the mother of invention, and it sounds like in your case, it was a health issue. My, my grandmother actually had a had a stroke, and she was uh, paralyzed on half her body, so hers was a little different situation, but definitely had to accommodate and learn to do things differently for the rest of her life. Yeah, yeah, same here. Uh, so my stroke went to my brainstem, and so because of that, um, I can no longer remember things in sequence, uh, which is why I can't do math anymore. Uh, I can do like you know two plus four, but anytime you get like three or more, uh, forget it. Um, so if there's like more than two steps, <laughs> I can't uh, can't do it anymore. So. Um, we uh, we have lots of things in the house that that help me, um, and I actually live a relatively normal life. Um, but there is some some permanent damage, and outsourcing has helped tremendously with that. Well, I haven't had a stroke, but I always tell my wife, if you give me more than two things to pick up from the grocery store, I need a list. <laughs> right. So, so I kind of I kind of relate to that more than two items thing. So, so let's dive right into this, talking about outsourcing and the benefits of, of help, having others help you. I love collaborating with other people. I've learned that, you know, I can't do everything by myself. And so we got to learn how to let others do things for us. You actually host a podcast called Automate to Dominate. Let's, let's get that out of the way. Tell our listeners about that. Yeah, sure. So um, as I was building my business, I tried to find as many pieces of software that would automate as close as possible. And then I use humans to come in and finesse and, and tweak it and make it, you know, uh, perfect, right? Because we know a, um, a robot never typically does it 100% the way we want it, right? Uh, so people kept asking me, Michelle, how in the world are you doing this? And I got so tired of answering and I just started a podcast. <laughs> So on that podcast, we go through um, all the software that we use to, to automate our business. Oh, that's good. So you are using some AI automation, but also outsourcing, combining the two. And, and you said perfection. I, I always strive for excellence, but I understand what you mean here, you know, trying to make things better. So let's let's talk about some of this automation. So what tools do you use to automate? Yeah, um, 
<clears throat> Great question. So I use um, a CRM like anybody else. I happen to use Entreport. It doesn't matter what you use, honestly. But um, inside of there, I can literally um, automate our client onboarding and our uh, employee hiring process. I've um, automated about 90% of it. So we it really only takes... Um, you know, about 20 or 30 minutes of, of our time to be able to onboard a new client or to be able to, uh, you know, send out the resume. And all we have to do is the 15 minute interview at the end, because we've literally set a piece of software up for every single step. And it's it's no joke to get hired for our company. We have a, a five step interview process that takes them about seven hours to go through. So um, they really want to work for us if they <laughs> they take the job with us. So, um, but, uh, it's, you know, it took me 16 years to, to figure that out. And, um, and so it's worked, you know, really well. And once, once the systems are set up, you don't have to do the work anymore, which is, which is pretty awesome. Um, some of the other stuff we use to automate, I use social B, uh, to automate my, um, like Facebook, what is that called? Social media. There we go. Um, sorry, sometimes I forget words. We'll just, you know, play a little game and it's totally cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I use Social Bee. So what we do is I have my team uh, create the graphics and then um, we put in, it's it's kind of like Hootsuite or something, something along those lines. Um, it just happens to be a little bit less expensive. And uh, that automates my LinkedIn, my social, uh, my, my Facebook, my Instagram. Um, so I never have to go in and post. Um, what are some other things? Um, we automate all of our scripting and video editing. That's kind of cool. We use a program called Descript. Uh, that is a super powerful tool if you haven't uh, dug in to use that. Um, let me see. Uh, QuickBooks, obviously. <laughs> um, Quick, that's uh, really good for automating like all payments and everything coming through. So everything gets categorized. Um, I'm drawing a blank. I might come up in with more as as we we go through it. But well, uh, I think you set the the tone for how you have automated and created things. And one thing I want to make everyone aware of that I, that I had to learn is as you begin to automate, it does take some front end time to get it right. Yeah. But as you alluded to, you know that that takes some sacrifice and some commitment to stick with it for hours to get it right. But as you alluded to, you know that 15 minutes you save monthly, weekly, whatever you're doing, whatever system you're doing it in, it just adds up over time. And so if you can get these automated functions and features done, it's something I like to, to coach and train individuals when they train people to do portions of their job, when they delegate, if, yeah. they may not do it as fast as you do it right now, but you didn't do it that fast when you started doing it either. And right. so learning to teach someone to do it so you can move on and do other things as you grow in your career it's very similar to the, to, you know, being on the front side and setting things up so they can be done virtually, so they can be done remotely. But it does take some front end. I think I think people need to understand mm -hmm. it's not set it and forget it. it yeah. It's set it and maintain it and do those type of things. Yeah, and I, I think uh, you you hit the nail on the head there. A lot of people think that you know they're going to wake up and you know angels will sing and all of a sudden wah, like um, and it it just doesn't quite work like that. Um, if we if we will slow down and outsource or automate well the first time, it will take longer. Uh, but 
we use it almost like the snowball effect, right? You know, uh, people talk about, you know, snowballing your debt, right? You pay off the smallest credit card first and then you get the next one and the next one. And before you know it, it's like snowballing. And well, the same exact thing happens with time, right? If we can just take our smallest task and hand that off, then that gives us 15 more minutes. Okay, great. We take seven minutes of that to go do craziness and seven minutes we're going to use for automating the next task or outsourcing the next task. And now we have a half an hour, right? And now we have an hour and now we have four hours until the you get to the point where um, I only work about uh, two to three days a week for about mm, two to three hours a day. And um, we have a, a full business that, that runs and I work less than 20 hours a week, which is really nice. We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Build Consulting Services. Are you ready to reduce workplace conflict, reduce employee turnover, and increase your productivity? If you're ready to put Brian to work for your company, give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb at buildcs.net. Now, back to today's episode. Michelle, I think that's great advice to do it in small pieces. I, I love the snowball. I, I'm a subscriber of Dave Ramsey, and I, I love that. But thinking about that, it also helps the person that's learning to delegate to do it in small pieces and yeah. learn to trust. And I, and I think the more you do it, the better you get at it to, to teach others yeah. to take on other tasks. Well, and that's a great point, too, is that you're going to screw up, right? You're not going to get it perfect the first time. And so if you've outsourced something and handed it off to somebody and you get it back and it's not the way that you think it should be, guess what? Chances are it's not the person you handed it off to. <laughs> Somehow you didn't communicate well, right? And that's uh, one of the tips and tricks that I'm actually going to teach you guys today is, um, is it, you know, if we'll slow down and, and download our brain, not just point here, click, do this, but the reason why we're doing it and how it fits in the overall picture and all the micro decisions that we instantly make as business owners, that's the part we really need to get out of the business owner's head over to the virtual assistant or employee. It doesn't matter. A virtual assistant is nothing more than an employee, right? Um, and if we can take the time to download that into them, then we will get much, much better results. And you're not going to get it right the first time. You're going to screw up. You're going to, you know, you're going to get this back and be like, wow, this isn't even close to what I wanted, right? And you're like, okay, great. Let me sit down and figure out where's the gap? What did I not tell them? Or what did I forget to tell them? Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's great advice. You know, you talk about going slow to go fast. That's so important. So you can, you know, start off slow and learn to do this. And then in time, it gets faster and you'll be better for it. Not having to redo the work you're trying to outsource because that, that gets to be a problem and people get frustrated with. And it's as you alluded to, and, and I as a contractor know this very well, a poor scope of work turns into a poor project every time. You know, if a, if a client gives us a, a, a poor scope of work, it's going to be difficult to understand and it's going to be difficult to perform. And then it, when the changes come forth, now you've got a, a negotiation with the client that neither one of you are comfortable in, but it's all because of a poor scope. Right. Exactly. Scope creep because somebody didn't define well. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Man. Well, I want to get to another another point here in your application. And for those that are listening, if you ever want to be a guest on our show, we have an application process. Go to buildcs.net, go to our podcast guest application, and you can fill out our podcast application. We'll consider you as a guest. We do want to focus on leadership skills and, and this outsourcing and learning to delegate is one of those leadership skills that we're bringing to you as a listener. So if you're ever interested to be a guest, do that for us. But Let's talk about how to set up a virtual training system. So once you teach somebody to do something, you'll never do it again. We kind of started breaking the ice on that, but tell us the, the, the details on that. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people get completely freaked out when they try to start to delegate because they think they have to like make these huge SOPs and like, uh, and sorry, standard operating procedures for those of you who aren't familiar with what an SOP is. Um, and it's basically just a step-by-step -step document that tells you how to do something. And I'm in the camp of, um, you know what, let's use your time as efficiently as possible. So we've developed a super slick way to download your brain so that once you record a video, you never have to train again. And here's how we do it. So let's say we're going to take something, um, like email management, right? And everybody always tells me I can never hand my email off to anybody because I have to answer them, right? Well, that's true. There are some things that you have to, to answer, right, yourself, uh, but you can have somebody go in and categorize all the emails and figure out which ones actually need you know, attention, which ones are just FYIs, uh, which ones are, you know, marketing or just need deleted and unsubscribed and things like that, right? So what we do is um, we go through and right now I'm dealing with a client and um, she has 30,000 emails in her email inbox right now. And so what we're doing with her is we're like, okay, Raleigh, um, we need you to go through and tell us which ones are important and which category they go in, right? That's slowing Raleigh down. Because right now she is like, oh my gosh, I can get through my emails. I don't have time to do this. But what's happening is as she tells us that we can make a list of, okay, this email from James goes here. This email goes in this bucket. This one, okay, we have to make sure we star that and get Raleigh on it right away. Um, and so what we do is rather than have Raleigh type all that out or step by step, we have her record a video and tell us exactly what, uh, where each one goes and, and why, right? And there's going to be some one-offs and, and the longer you're with your virtual assistant, the, the, or, um, admin assistant, doesn't matter who, um, you know, they'll pick up on that. Right. But if you can download your brain and the reason why you're putting what you're doing, where, then you never have to, um, say that ever again, because we've recorded on video and I use Vimeo. I upload every video that I have ever trained on into Vimeo. And what I do is I send that video over to my assistant and I say, okay, you create the standard operating procedure. And then what I do is I have them go through and email might not have been the best option. So I'll give you a, a second option, um, to try and make it a little clearer, but, uh, what they'll do is they'll go through and they'll create step-by-step step with pictures and graphics, point here, click here, arrows. Um, and we have a, a template, happy to give anybody the template. It's um, pretty easy to use. And, and so we can record a video on literally anything and then um, have 
the assistant, duplicate it as if we had done it. All we have to do is record the video, download our brain. They upload it to Vimeo. They create the standard operating procedure. They put the standard operating procedure inside the Google Drive where it belongs or whatever system you're using. Um, and, uh, you know, guess what? Now I don't have to manage my email anymore. Um, that one was a little innocuous. So let me give you a little bit better example. Let's say we're doing a social media graphic. And um, here's a funny story of, of something that I did. Um, I told uh, one of our guys, okay, I need you to find a successful business picture for this. And um, I literally, when it got, when it came back, I got, I don't know if you guys know this painting, but it's the guy with the green apple for the head holding a black umbrella and it's raining outside and he's in this like dark black suit and, and it just like screams somber. Right. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so not what I meant. Right. And a uh, good example of screwing up. Right. Because I didn't give him enough information. So what I did was I went through and I recorded a video and I went to like Pixabay, someplace where you can get free graphics. Right. And I went through about a hundred graphics and I said, okay, Noriel, I wouldn't use this picture because this lady's arms are crossed and she has a stern look on her face. But I would use this picture because uh, this lady um, is kind of more casual and that kind of goes with our brand. We're, we're business casual professional type deal. Um, and uh, I, I like the colors on this because here's our branding colors and it fits with our branding colors. So it doesn't like not match when we go to make a social media thing. Or here's our fonts and this font doesn't match with this graphic because one is like somber and one is like airy and light. And so what I did was I explained all of that in a video. <clears throat> it took me about 15 minutes to go through about a hundred graphics and explain all the reasons why I would pick a graphic and how it fits in the overall picture of our brand. And do you know, to this day, I have, that was four years ago. I've had to change one graphic in four years because I took the time to download and give him examples of, this is why I don't like this one. This is why I do like this one. This is how it fits in our branding colors. This is what our brand feels like. This is our overall idea. And guess what? That video is uploaded in Vimeo. And anytime we have a new graphic designer start, guess what they watch? All those videos that's downloaded my brain. And so I never have to train again. Michelle, this is great advice. I think it works both for virtual assistants, but also now we're having all these remote workers in the, in the United States and, that, and across the globe now. Yep. And, and the trend's not going away. A lot of people have decided now they want to work remotely. Yep. To think about that someone can watch the training video at their leisure. That's always been important to me when I do training. If, if it's online, it gives me the opportunity. I can watch it at 9 p.m., 9 a.m., whenever it's convenient for me to use it. And yep. so same goes with when you have a, an assistant or someone you're training, they can do this at their leisure, at their convenience. And then they also have it to refer to at a later date, Exactly. Uh, so, which is what I like to encourage people to do when we do have training is, you know, yes, you've asked me this question, but I do want to remind you that is covered in our training. If you go back and refresh yourself on that, and, and that's a great thing to have. Yep. Yep. I think that's a great segue into the best practices for coaching virtual employees. That's something else I highlighted here. And that, that segues great into that. So tell us some tips and techniques for coaching virtual employees. 
Yeah. Uh, so this one's fun because you can't see them, right? There's no water cooler talk. There's no, uh, you know, just hanging out at the cubicle. Um, and so what we've found is um, we need a place for people to gather, even if they're remote. Right. So we have a Slack channel. But in addition to that, we also have a SharePoint page where we put like funny memes and we put like, you know, happy birthday to people on our team. And and they can go in and they can put pictures of their family and their pets. And we've created virtual walls of uh places for them to hang out and get to know each other. Um, and I, I think that one of the biggest things is when we've all went remote, right? Uh, my coworker is now a dog, right? And so, um, so we've kind of lost the, you know, um, in essence, the society of, of working a little bit. And so if we can, as leaders, recreate that and do like fun things, um, you know, we'll do just, uh, you know, little, um, uh, employee of the week gets a coffee, right? Um, or or something like that. That goes a really, really long way in in building a really good relationship. In addition to that, I've also found that when you're working remotely, um, you know, I used to use the sandwich practice of find something positive, uh, get to the point of what you want to fix, and then find something positive. And what I've found with, especially with Filipinos, um, that's where we we hire a lot of our virtual assistants. I cannot use the sandwich method um, because they hear the first and the end and they miss the middle. <laughs> um, and so uh, what we have to do is we have to figure out how to, um, in a very kind and polite way, be very direct. But then what I'm doing is I'm always giving them positive feedback. So it's not that I'm just giving them positive feedback when I need something fixed. I'm constantly t sending an email, hey, this is great work, thank you. Thank you so much. And just sending that email, um, we, we call them like depositing tokens, right? You're, you're depositing tokens. And so then when something doesn't go well, you're gonna withdraw a couple tokens, right? But the idea is that you've put more tokens in than you're going to take out. And so your employees will give you that leeway because they know, hey, Michelle really honestly does care about me. She's not just a big jerk that's trying to like look over my shoulder and pick at every little tiny thing I do wrong. And so um, it's really a culture that we've embodied inside of our business that we've carried virtually. And so the systems that we would have set up inside of a brick and mortar um, we've created ways to do it virtually. That is awesome. Wow. You've crammed so much into this podcast episode. I know the, those that are listening are going to want to find out more about you. So for those that are watching on YouTube, I've brought this up. Awesomeoutsourcing.com. If you will tell our listeners what they can find there at your website. Yeah, there are all kinds of um, blog articles that'll give you information. We have um, some checklists that'll get you started on how to delegate. And uh, if you would like to work with us and uh, we can help you find a virtual assistant, um, obviously there's a link to schedule an appointment there. And we'd love to chat with you about that. Wow, Michelle, thanks so much. You've given me some tips and ideas I want to use to, to, to better uh, outsource and, and help uh, re release my schedule. You know, time is the most precious uh, value we have. And so we need to use it wisely. And it sounds like you've got some great ideas for using that wisely. So go over there, check out uh, Michelle's website and what she offers there. Hey, for the listeners, do me a favor, go to whatever app you're listening to this on, leave us an honest rating and review, share this podcast with others. I know some of your friends and family need to hear about ways to automate and ways to outsource 
and become more productive in life. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Remember to build yourself and build others. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.